There is such a thing as good cheap beer, but it can be hard to find, which is why we're good swill hunting. Join our team of experts on a swill journey. Brian Richards, our industry insider, Matt Friend, our beer outsider, who after three seasons of good swill hunting, still prefers bush ice. And new this season, Rick Speed, a true beer connoisseur. And I'm your host, Blaine Tollison. Together, we're trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. And welcome back for another week of antics from your favorite four here. And we're finally trying a very much in demand by Brian Beer, Stroh's Light. What's that smell? Uh, brought in I farted. here from some friends. Oh, come on, guys. I'm kidding. Ooh, uh, crispy. Five ninety nine for a six pack of twelve ounce cans. Is that for real? Yeah. You're drinking a Stroh's, Brian. How do you feel, man? How do you feel about life? Mm. Dead silence. Yeah, I, you you stumped me. All right. I'm not normally stumped for words. I know you always have something to run your mouth about. Um, I like to say I have something intelligent to say, but okay, um, whatever. Well, fucking, fucking seminal. This is uh, this is um, hmm. okay. We're we're sipping on some Stroh's Light here. Uh, does anybody have any memories of this beer whatsoever? No, no, never had it. And this is uh, this is this is <laughs> me either too. Yeah, this is my memory. Holy shit! This is like <laughs> none of us have it. had this before. That, never I have had not. It. I have not. Wow. Uh, it came from uh, Michi- Michigan, Detroit, um, and w- we're trying to, you know, find stuff to talk. Does about it normally come Detroit. in forties, or is it, it? It's in cans. I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about this beer. We don't see it here, dude. This uh, is definitely like I grabbed something out of like the seventies. Like I just like it, it, it. Looks like the marketing is still. Yeah, like your grandpa. Like, yeah, the so yeah. memory of your grandpa pulling this out of the yeah. avocado green fridge. It yeah, is well, no, re- it's like I, I'm going out to the shed to chop some wood, and there's like a little fridge in the shed, and he pops one of these open. You yeah, know? Just- <laughs> what well, is throwback cans? So they did go back to the old style. Oh wait, so it doesn't okay. look like this anymore. It does now. They went back to okay, like the '70s style advertising. I can't wait to hear the history and all this now because I've never had this beer. Yeah, I mean I've heard of it, but I've never had it. It's never available and this is one of the cool things about this show is like we are we've been reviewing some of these regional favorites that you don't get outside of the area like rainier um we go to great lengths man we we do uh cocaine like i never even heard of that one and you cocaine you brought cocaine you brought that back old style okay these are you know and detroit like this is detroit's beer right here stroh's it's so to me it's it's been really cool to, to to taste these regional beers that really aren't forgotten. I mean, some of them have survived by themselves. Others have been propped up against the jukebox by PBR or Paps Brewing, you know, over the years. But, you know, Paps has made that investment into keeping American beer history alive. And this is a good example of it. Exactly. And I, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's so cool that, you know, between all of our resources and the people we know who go on trips. If it's not us, it's our friends going on yeah. trips and bringing this stuff back to us uh, just because they want to hear us try it. So my buddy, my neighbor actually uh, got this for us. Um, he uh, went on a trip to uh, Minnesota with his wife where she is from. And uh, in their in their regional travels over there, they he, he knows we do the Good Swill Hunting podcast. And he's like, hey, I'm going to bring you back some Strohs. Do you want it? I'm like, 
Yeah. I, I, so I this is available so in Minnesota? I, so they, they passed through Wisconsin, too, on oh, their way okay. there. So I don't know um, if they picked it up in Wisconsin or, or Minnesota. It, well, I mean, it used to be available you have a nationally. Light, don't it, you used, know? it used to be one of the... I mean, they used to have higher beer sales in Coors. Stroh's did. Uh, but but I'm curious, though, like, we talked about, I, I think, you know, Rick, you brought the example of going out to your, you know, your grandpa's going out to the, the, the shed. The woodshed, man. What, what beer, What did you guys have a regional beer that you grew up that your dad or your grandpa drank that, you know, sticks out in your memory? Well, I, I know, like, back in New Jersey, we did used to... There was Schaefer was available, but it's not available in New Jersey anymore. I don't so, think. I don't Coors Light yeah. when that came out was huge in in New Jersey. So I don't remember seeing um, it but myself. But heavy too. But I kind of I remember my my parents talking about what my grandparents drank, and you know my family have you know a bit of Florida history in my family, and my mom always mentioned seeing um, her parents uh, pulling out a can of Pearl. Like what? Pearl. What is that? Like, at that no, is that New York? What is Pearl, Pearl Brewing? Can you guys help me? Because my mom's talked about that. Like the like, only Pearl Brewing I know of is like P E R L E. I thought they were tied in with the. I thought they were at a but Buffalo. That, Pearl. That's something that may have only been sold in Florida when I like, like a long, long time ago. No uh, I, Pearl beer. So I, I, I think it, it, it's a buff. I thought there's a connection with Buffalo. Yeah, Pearl is a beer. Yeah, Pearl. Yeah. Pearl Pearl Brewery. Historical in San Antonio, Texas. So yeah, Texas. So th- there's our next cheap swill, Pearl. I'll look for so it next it, time I'm in is Texas. Is it still around? Uh, they have a website. Well, so. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I still have a website for my blog, and I don't really run so, that thing anymore. Well, I could totally see the Texas, Florida. That maybe that's why because yeah. they, they just go down I-10. Yeah. Well, if you because you got to remember, you got to remember right? there was that whole Mason Dixon line thing, go, like the yeah. Smokey and the Bandit thing. Like cores, you That's couldn't get cores to in, until a certain year because you couldn't sell cores past the Mason Dixon line. You know. So, so what's funny about this though is like I never come up with beers that you all don't know about. And so, so that, Pearl, so, but, yeah. But I'm excited to like it looks try like, to find that one and bring it on here because it was, like it Pearl was, is owned by Pabst. Of course, of course it, it is. is. Of course surprise, surprise, yeah. surprise. Well, surprise, surprise. So in Ohio, we didn't have that regional beer, right? We didn't have Yingling because Yingling, we couldn't get it in Ohio. I was able yeah. to get Yingling in Florida when I was down there in grad school, but I couldn't buy it in in Ohio when I went home to visit my family. Because I feel like the whole East Coast was like north and south, and then you couldn't get anything from out west were, back Were you in the a day. hero when you brought that home to your... Ohio I also live no, but I also lived on the border of Pennsylvania. So if I wanted oh, bad okay. enough, I could drive a half hour over and grab it. But uh, the, the Coors Light, yes, that was something that was like it because my dad would talk about like when it, it hit the would, East Coast, it yeah. was huge. I don't, huge, I don't dude. think it was a Mason Dixon. I think it was a, a Mississippi River thing. Oh they yeah, yeah. So some, that. some shit. Yeah. But then my grandpa, and this is weird because it wasn't a even a, a, P, a Pennsylvania brewery. You know, he drank Genesee. Oh, oh, from had, uh, upstate New York. Yeah, he had Genesee Cream Ale on draft. That, that, all that, the time. that Cream Ale, yeah, man. Oh, but man. You, which you, I, I will tell you, I, I was going over our podcast stats, and the Genesee episode is up there in one of our most downloaded episodes. That's Be- awesome. Believe it or not, that's a very popular hipster beer right now. It, it was It was like, it, it's a very highly downloaded episode. 
Yeah. And we had a good uh, good school advertising for that one. Too. Matt, do you have a beer that, like, on this lines of your dad or your grandpa, Pappy drank? Uh, my grandfather was a minister for Church of Christ, so. <laughs> so he drank like a fucking fish. Nope, not at all. In fact, the one time Matt I. Matt grew up he, in a dry house. Cocaine instead? He got a little loopy because I was collecting cans to recycle. This was back when I was a kid. And yeah, he got a little loopy from stomping the cans with me. But no, dad, every once in a while, would drink Rolling Rock, but not very often. Mm. So I don't really come from a drinking household. I'm I'm a trendsetter. You're the black sheep. What? Well, I mean, in you, your, in you your, call it black sheep. I call it trendsetter. There you go. When you first, in your twenties, when you first started being aware of shiner of beer, and you were out west, right? I was out west. I was in California. Yeah. And sorry to Anchor say, Anchor Steam. No, in the eighties, it was white old, powder, old, old English eight hundred. Oh man, old English eight hundred and the reefer and the reefer. <laughs> what beer is and that? The, and the mad dog. <laughs> and, and I think the mad we all dog. Jump on that one. I never uh, heard of the reefer beer, man. <laughs> the mad dog, mad dog, twenty twenty. Doberman. What's the word? Thunderbird. You know. I got get the some, dog in me. Get some labadoo. <laughs> and then when they came out with Boone's Farm, Snow Creek Berry. Oh man, man, strawberry I, Boone's. I think we need to do that on this. I think, I think we, we do we too. Need, I also think we need to do first sip impressions. But first, everybody brings their favorite flavor of Boone's Farm. Okay. There you go. There. All right. First sip impressions on our strows. It's time for first sip impressions. Have a business and want to make a good impression? Advertise with us. Like a lot of beer we try, it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. Do you think I'll get kicked out of Total Wine if I request Boone's Farm? Snow Creek Berry? No, they're so nice there. Like They're, they're like the most courteous. Like, like oh, well, let's see if we can find it. They'll, they'll like take you around trying to find it the whole time, even though they don't have it. I'm pretty sure you can find it at the food line that you go to for your bush ice. <laughs> I have looked. If they carry bush ice, they're going to carry Boone's Farm. I've looked. I don't see it. Then that your, your food line is not ghetto enough. Oh. Well, I'll go to the gas station where I got that uh, Schlitz malt liquor bowl or whatever it was. There, there you go. What did you offer to bring to us today if we couldn't find one of our beers? Well, we did the white can. You're going to do Colt 45, another Colt, Colt, 40. Colt 45. It's like an 8%. It's like a high gravity well, Colt What's it 45. called? Colt 45 something else. Colt 45 cocaine. Something, right? It's <laughs> in your face. Brian, Brian's obsessed with cocaine today. I am. I don't uh, know why. First sip impression never on, on Stroh's. You know, this is the Stroh's Light, so I didn't know that we were doing the Stroh's Light. No, I'm not upset, but I thought we were doing right Stroh's, but it tastes like a light beer to me. I mean... That's kind of how I feel. I, I, I looked it up online, I don't, don't too. Don't love it, don't hate it. I looked it up online, and they have Stroh's Light listed as 3.8. The can says 4.1, and then regular Stroh's is listed as 4.5. So I'm wondering <laughs> if they reformulated it at some point. I don't know. Because uh, everything I'm finding online saying that Stroh's Light's like 3.8, but this definitely says 4.1 on the side of the can. It d- definitely does say that. Um, but uh, d- the can kind of like reminds me of... Uh, Miller Light a little bit, um, and yeah, it, it tastes like a light beer, um, and, and and it is a proper light beer. Like it's it's good. Yeah, crispy, uh, crispy. I, my first, yeah, my first impression is like, yeah, my Miller Lights, my you know, um, those we will not speak of, um, and others. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, this is good. I, no, but Rick, I understand. I go back to your comment about three point eight versus four point one. It it really has to do with like where it's sold. So. Because Minnesota is is further north, 
that the gravity is typically higher there because of oh, the latitude. I got you. No, I just made that shit up completely. Right. Wow. <laughs> he was, he was, last time I fucking so crushed can I you, say, man. This reminds me of a Bob Euchre commercial for some reason. I just feel like Bob Euchre would be hawking this stuff at the ballpark, you know? You know, I, I feel like we need to drink like 24 of these each and then go out and start shooting mailboxes or something. <laughs> I, like, I still don't think totally, I'd be drunk at 24. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, it's. Ti- like it's, and it's past be, time okay. appropriate. It can feels. we just can we just put in context that the, we, the mailman just mentioned going out and shooting mailboxes? <laughs> He's <laughs> looking a, for a day a, off tomorrow a, after Amazon Prime offense. Week. Oh my don't god! Don't even get you me started, dude. Offense. He yeah, wants a day off. A federal offense. But so, if they don't have a mailbox, you can't deliver the mail. Here's a good talking <laughs> point, um, Rick. What can you do and not do? With a mailbox, if you're not a mailman, because okay, so I, I've this, always is, been told, this is a fun cause, fact because the, the neighbors like put flyers only, in my mailbox. The only two people that are allowed to open and close that mailbox is the homeowner and the mailman. That is it. That really? is it. People in HOAs that go out and put flyers or Christmas cards because they don't want to put a stamp on it. That is a federal federal offense. prison ten years. It is a federal <laughs> offense. It is a federal offense, and by law. If I come across a mailbox that has flyers in it, I literally have to collect all those flyers, bring it back to management. Management informs the postal inspectors. Then the postal inspectors either try to contact that person and tell them that they owe postage due or they pay them a little visit. Yeah, it is illegal to put anything in the mailbox that does not have a stamp on it. it you, I mean, you can't touch it. It has to go through the, the postal stream. Is, like, you can't just you're, like... You're serious right now. But, oh, no, this is a big thing because when that happens, I have to call in and I have to say, hey, all my mailboxes got these flyers in them. You know, it, it's going to take me more time. Okay, it, question. Have you ever caught, like, you know... The Suzy homemaker putting the flyers in there. And, yeah, well, and, and if she's, I, can, I just want people to come to my block party. If I can intercept the situation, I tell people that little slot that's underneath the mailbox for newspapers, and that's what that slot is for. Okay. If you don't have one of those, do oh. not open the mailbox because if you open the mailbox and there's a piece of outgoing mail in there, say my customer puts a piece of outgoing mail in there. And, and you throw that stuff. flyer on wow. top of it. I get there. Say I'm not in the mood to collect all the flyers that day. I put your mail on top of that flyer. That piece of outgoing mail is in the mailbox. Now I'm on the hook for delaying the mail. Well, you're also invading wow. my privacy when you open it and look at that. I, you know, have uh, sending it to my attorney for some reason. Or you know what I mean? It's it's. But here's my thought. Here's my thing, there, Rick. Take it a step further. What really annoys the, the shit out of me is the local Chinese restaurant that comes through the neighborhood once a week and puts their freaking menus. They don't put it in the mailbox, but they oh, they rubber bandage so you can't open the mailbox. Or they'll put it on the little red flag that you raise. Yeah, and I'm like, and, and I don't want that. It just litters the shit out of my neighborhood. I think that those guys should be put away for life. Wow. <laughs> or, or I mean, I just hate them. Or pay the postage. Lots of anger here. Pay the postage. Uh, lots like, of postage. If you're doing anger. a bulk mailing, if you're doing a bulk mailing and you postal. send it through the post office, oh, 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 that's another fun fact. We're not allowed to say that at work. If you say that at work, you have to go get a psychological evaluation. What? Yep. If you say going postal at work, you have to get cleared by a psychiatrist before you can come back to work. Damn. What does that even mean? 
Well, you know exactly what well, it means. Well, back in the 80s, a bunch of people went postal and shot up their fellow employees and managers at multiple post offices all around the United States due to stress levels of the job. This train has fallen off the fucking right? track. I know, man. Yeah. I just wanted to first sip impressions. You're not even, You're not even. like I said, you're not we even, even allowed to, to say yet. it, dude. You can't yeah. say it. You say it at work, man, they can... You can't say stress either. You Rick, can't say you're under stress. But Rick, do you like shows light on your first sip impression? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I Matt, like. What's it. your first sip impression on shows light? It's great. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I mean, ABV. I know Brandon got, and I go yeah, back yeah, and yeah, forth on this a lot, but I'll talk about that more when we get to last call. There below five. <sighs> you know, it's fine. It's fine. I. It's the same ABV as a Bush Peach, right? Oh, you just, said, you just said a beach. swear word. Oh, man. Keep me away from the stone fruits. Beautiful. Stone fruits are bad. Beautiful pictures on that episode. Go check out our Instagram account and email us as well. Um, so I'm Log into my OnlyFans for pictures of me puking. There you go. Yeah, Chocolate starfish. Nothing but complaints. I'd rather see that than picture of me naked. So Untapped gave uh, Stroh's Light a 2.8. And uh, one user said, when in Detroit. Another said, chilling with an oldie but goodie. Another said, brings back memories of sneaking one of my dad's beers from the fridge. I can see that. Yeah, I, this is definitely a sneaking sneaking from dad's fridge beer. Um, let's go ahead and roll our last call, and um, <clears throat> maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the brewery there. Excuse you. Maybe. Closing time. Let's weigh in on this cheap swill and rate it for the world. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your cheap ass beer. Obviously, this is everybody that we know, Brian, from and Matt. You know, we know mutual people from Michigan, and um, they've wanted to bring this stuff back to us. Uh, this is a beer a lot of people talk about up there in the Great Lakes region. Um, I'm thankful to try it. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm really happy we got to try it. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is one of those names that gets thrown at us all the time. Um, this is another... Uh, you know, derivative of the, of German breweries. Well, uh, it, it's really because I want to like just call b- bullshit on one thing. Looking at the can, since 1775. Nope. Like it's before the, the American Revolution. Uh, no, that's a yeah, that's, a, that's a tough. That's a on that one. So the brewery didn't open in <clears throat> Detroit until 1850. So. The family that oh, the, uh, Bernard Stroh he opened it. He immigrated, so his family owned a brewery in Germany. Was he on the Mayflower or something? Well, he came over in 1849 during the the German Revolution. He escaped the German Revolution, came to Detroit and opened the brewery in 1850. So, he oh, so they're saying this is like lineage before yeah. the United States, and so that's right. I kind of, uh, I think that's shady marketing tactics, but. That's all. Mother, all little mother gooshes. They're also Goosh, owned by reaching hard. They're also owned by Pabst Brewing, so th- that happens, right? Uh, but 
the lion itself does have history, though. So we see that big lion on there we've been discussing. It looks like Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow. Yeah, yeah. So this comes. So uh, Kern, uh, Germany, is where the brewery is from. That's their flag. No, the Kyberg Castle, which is the big landmark for the area. There's a bunch of uh, lions that look like this on the castle. Uh-uh. Um, so that was a throwback. But yeah, the, the brewery's been op- it opened in 1850. Um, they survived prohibition by producing near beer, birch beer. Soft drinks, malt products, right. ice cream, and ice. But this is really cool, though. They actually continued to make ice cream until 2007. Um, they had a separate division. Stroh's so, ice cream? Yeah, Stroh's ice cream. Never which, even heard of that. Well, it wasn't sold this way. It was sold uh, in you know the Detroit area. What does the lion have in his hand there, though? That's a beer. Rolling papers? It's got, it's got and... a roll or something there. And a, um, and a staff. The the brewery was growing. The brewery was actually one of the largest in the country for a long time. It, it actually had higher sales than Coors. Uh, a strike in the nineteen fifties really hurt them. It took them over ten years to recover from it. Oh, wow. um, but during their history, the brewery bought a lot of breweries. Um, they were known for acquiring. So whenever they times got tough, instead of like concentrating on their own business model, they went out and bought somebody else, thinking that would help them. So here's a list of folks they bought. Goebel, Schaefer, Schlitz, G. Hillman, and a bunch of enduring, you know, craft beer 1.0, you know, the, the first revolution in the 80s of craft beer. They bought a bunch uh, in the early 90s. They bought a bunch of regional craft breweries that were popping up. Uh, all that, so that's why PBR owns all those brands now, Schaefer right. and Schlitz and... Because they took on all this debt and they uh, were just tanking. It was part of the it was part of the this portfolio when yep. they bought Stroh's. Yep. And so when Paps bought them, um, they they you know, they bought them. They acquired all these brands, but Paps actually sold a lot of them. Uh, so we've we've I think uh, one of them we we did here was um, uh, Mickey's. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So so that is no longer owned by Paps if you remember. That was sold. Yeah. Uh, I think that's now a uh, Coors. So Coors ended up with a lot of them as well or Miller and Coors. So uh, the history there it's not a not a lot to it. Um I mean I'm the fuck was he, that? He crushed that his was cush- I don't want I don't want to get into like, you know, the you know, like a line by line year by year history, but just interesting, you know, American story really. They acquired and they acquired and they acquired and they just took on debt and imploded. I'm still always surprised these beers are are around. Were they acquiring um, and still putting the beer out, or are they were acquiring to um, basically capitalize their market and shut these other breweries down? No, just to, they were a distribution networks, so they were still keeping those running, but they were also getting their own distribution network by acquiring a brewery in a different region. Yeah. Great, and we're going to keep your beer running, but now we're going to use your systems. To, to, which to is get what, ours out there, too. Which is what we're seeing right now in the craft beer movement, oh, right? Oh, yeah, without I, a doubt. I love hearing the uh, prohibition survival stories because mm-hmm. um, I always wondered like if, like what it was like back in the day, like when the popo showed up. They're like, no, 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 we're doing we're doing ice cream now. We're doing ice cream, okay? So yeah. you went from so you went from beer to ice cream. I, I've but, actually heard some prohibition stories because my great great grandfather <laughs> was one of the first police officers in the town that I grew up in when I was young, and my grandfather used to tell me stories. About the speakeasies and yeah. running beer. And Did he walk around like twirling the, the, he, the baton? He was, he was on a, a beat. He was a walking beat. Yeah. Yep. I got pictures of him. I think his badge number was like three or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. But nice. my grandfather would tell me stories about my great-grandfather and how the city we lived in was nowhere close to being dry during Prohibition. And my grandfa- my great-grandfather had a big hand in that. Wow. As a cop helping. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. 
Well, um, on to our uh, our last call on this on thing. On to the next. Matt, uh, how are you feeling about Stroh's? Matt's gonna... quiet tonight, Matt. No, he's very quiet. Well, you guys just got a lot to say. I mean, Rick was over here talking all you sorts of... You need to speak up, son. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I got to thinking during Rick's monologue over there that uh, <laughs> if we were the gang at Cheers, Rick would have to be Cliff Clavin because Cliff Clavin was the postal worker. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm the average everyday guy, so I'm Norm. So we got to sort out who you two are. Oh, Which one of you is Frazier? Ted, Ted You're Ted. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously the better looking okay, one. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fair. So where's that put Brian? Is he Christy Alley? <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, I can't believe she's gone. She's oh, not what, gone. What? Uh, Woody. She Woody. Got... He could be Woody. I'm a little smarter than Woody. Yet. Like a little what? smarter. But there, who other? What other guy was on there? Um, Fraser. But no, I'm not smarter than Fraser. He's Norm. Yeah, he's Norm. Got to be Norm. Oh, oh. Another fact about Cheers that you brought it up. It's Cliff Claven, right here, folks. Because I got another fact for you guys. Another fact. I've so Cliff Clavin, when he was on in Cheers, if you've ever noticed, when he's sitting at Cheers, he's got the chain that goes from his belt into his pocket. That means he's wearing his arrow key. That means he's actually on the clock delivering mail when he's drinking beer at Cheers. Wow. Oh, really? When you have that chain that goes from your waist waistband into your pocket, that's your arrow key. You have to sign that out from the accountables room in the morning. And then you have to sign it back in at night. So that's when a he's, deep cut. So when he's sitting at Cheers, he's, he's on basically the on the clock. <laughs> yeah, that's as, awesome. as Cliff would say, it's a little known fact. It's a little known fact. I've been, I've been to the Cheers. Yeah, bar, me too right? in, in Boston. Boston. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a great place. It's man. really cool. Yeah. I, and I, I had a great time there. It, was, it, it, it looks. What it looks beer like do they drink? Cheers. They all just said beer, but what beer were they drinking? Beer flavored beer. Uh, like talk about that because think about that. Like I was like, just give me beer, give me beer, Sam, give me a beer. What a there was no what, what names was on the, any of the tap the handles. What was the Boston go to light beer there probably? Sam, Sam Adams. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> back then though, no, there no. was no uh, Sam Adams back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're probably drinking. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what they sold up there. Genesee. It could have been Genesee. Yeah, yeah. It could have been right. uh, Stroh's. We better move um, this blind. I, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Stroh's. Did you give it a rating, Matt? No, I didn't give it a rating. What was it? What do you think? I'm gonna say if this was like a thirty pack for fifteen dollars, it would get a three. It get it gets a three either way. I mean, if it was that, I know it's only four percent. I know Brian's gonna freaking beat me up in the backyard here in a minute, but. I, you know, 4%, I can... Only if you get to the P-spot first. <laughs> so, there you go. Three. Okay. I can crush the shit out of these. Rick? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, okay. Two and a half. Uh, do you want to say why? or you just? Uh, it, it's a solid, you know, crushable, crispy blogger yeah. kind of feel, falls right in. You know, it's not... Yeah. Towards the top of my list, where I would give it a three, it's not up there with like a Narragansett or Montucky yeah. Cold Snacks, um, but it's you know yeah, it's in that, it's in that top it's fifty of crispy yeah. lagers that I like to drink, it's in there. Crispy uh, lagers, you know. But, but the, all those beers that you mentioned, Rick, are great, but none of them are light. So I'm thinking, comparing it to light beers. Um, I've had Miller Light <laughs> recently. I've had Coors Light recently. I like Miller I've Light better than this. Technically. Bush Light. I haven't had Bud Light in a long time, even pre-controversy. Now I definitely won't have any. Um, I would rank this above all the the light beers I've had recently. Honestly, this is uh, it's 
I think a Miller Lite, for what it what it's worth, is is a, is a nice, flavorful beer, but it's too much flavor for a light beer. When I want a light beer, I want to sit at the pool or go to the beach and just crush beers. I don't I don't want zero flavor like a McUltra. Yeah. But I want some flavor, and this brings enough of a nice light lager that I could sit there and be like, I could keep sipping these without. My without like and they being like I'm I'm beard out I'd be like oh, I'm not beard out give me yeah, another damn beer all day oh he's probably you're probably getting that that little bit of better flavor too because we're so you know closer to sea level here versus being up in the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that your rating uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> on Rick's joke a one on on the beer a three okay okay nice. I, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go two seven five on it it's it's a really good light beer I think it tastes pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and I don't think yeah it doesn't have too much flavor. Well, it is low in the ABV, but that's how a light beer goes. So yeah, I, I think uh, Stroh's past the uh, past the mustard here mm. on Good Soul Hunting. It's a good one. Thank you all the folks who've recommended this, and thank you Carrington to my neighbor who uh, drove this down. Yeah, that, with his, I mean with a, with a dog, a wife, a, and two kids in the car, and never still thought it. about bringing us beer. I, I, he brought I, multiple six packs back, yeah, didn't he? I, I guess, well, guess what he brought also that we're trying next week. Did he, was he driving a damn bus to fill all them? Uh, they rented a suburban. We actually. need to go. <laughs> we need to go throw the empties in his yard. Listen, as a as, as a, a thank you, as a tribute. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he takes very good care of his yard. He'd probably be mad. No, we won't do that. But we are done with our fifth episode of recording tonight, and we are freaking lit. We're gonna go knock on his door and thank him. Yeah. Oh wow. He, he's from he's from Virginia, like in the mountains. He's like, "What y'all doing here? Why are you doing that?" He'd be upset about it. But anyway, uh, next week is another beer that he brought us, Spotted Cow, uh, from uh, New Glarus. So uh, we're gonna try that one. That's another one that Brian has been harping on us about. I, I, it's like it's like Carrington was like, "I haven't had Spotted Cow in years, and I'm super excited." I'm excited because it. Uh, you, I hear good things. I didn't want to jinx this beer, and I'm afraid I'm going to jinx the next one. But like the last beer that we did, that I was stoked about. Medella. Yes, it had been, been on my not Modella, Medea. 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 Yeah, that Puerto Rican beer. Medea. It had been on my like for a while, and it just disappointed. This didn't, and I don't want to jinx Spotted Cow because I've never had that one either. So it's been a long time Ooh, for I can't me, wait. and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. stoked. Uh, I got a bit of a beer boner going what, on. What do we got? We got three. I can vir- see it from here. We got three virgins. I don't have to bleep it. Three virgins for next week's episode. You've never had Spotted Cow either. Right? I haven't either. All right, so it's on. We'll see you next week. I still can't believe you've never had Stroh's before, Matt. <sighs> if I did, I was so deep in the buzz already, I don't remember it. Uh, so, folks, he has had it before. <laughs> Join us next week. We'll see you guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging in there with us for another round of alcohol fueled antics. Good Swill Hunting is produced and recorded by Robert Blaine Voiceover Studios out of Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to drink responsibly. I'd like to thank our cast of characters who also help produce our content. And check them out on Instagram. Brian Richards at BeRichWrites. Rick Speed at Rick Speed. And if you want to follow Matt who has yet to post a thing on Instagram, find him at Matthew.Friend.961. If you discovered a new swill, or we at least made you laugh, Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And feel free to drop us a line on Instagram at Good Swill Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to raising another one with you.